Yeah, hold that, please. Level five. Thank you. Ah, you must be one of our new interns. Yeah, hi. Nice to meet you. Hi. Now, the most important thing to know is to urge in the Biparsal Rise plug sale. The most important thing is what? Sorry. The single most important thing is to urge in the Channelized Bimbingus at the Biparsal Rise plug sale, and you'll be fine. Uh, yeah, that sounds important. Does work chat all sound like gibberish to you? Find collaborative articles with tips from the LinkedIn community to help you get through those tricky conversations. Making work make sense? LinkedIn knows how. The TalkSport Daily Podcast is proud to be in partnership with Enterprise Rent-A-Car. Whatever the mission, home or away, Enterprise helps over 120,000 people every day. With vans of all shapes and sizes, if you have a plan, Enterprise has a van. No matter if you need to rent for an hour, a day, a week or longer, Enterprise offers great rates for you or your business. To find out more and book, visit enterprise.co.uk. This is TalkSport Daily. Hello, happy Wednesday and welcome to another Andy Goldstein's TalkSport Daily podcast with me, your host, Andrew, oh no, that sounds horrible, Andrew, my mum says that when I'm cleaning my room, clear your room up, Andrew, yeah, Andy, go to see. Anyway, we've got, of course, all the fallout from the evening's Campbell Cup action coming your way, including Newcastle getting dumped out by Brentford, but we kick things off with Wolves boss Nuno Espirito Santo, who was fuming with referee Lee Mason after they lost to Burnley on Tuesday night. It's not about uh, the crucial mistakes or the, the decisions, it's about the way he handles the game, he, the players get nervous. So is it ever right for managers to single out referees for personal criticism, with Nuno being asked by the Football Association to explain his comments? Well, this was the reaction across TalkSport, where you'll hear from Adrian Durham on Drive, Middlesbrough boss Neil Warnock, Simon Almoni McMonalot, Jordan, Katie Price's ex-husband. But first up, it's the former Premier League referee, Mark Halsey-Halsey. I mean, we've seen David Moyes come out last night. We see Oli Gunnar Solskjaer on, on the weekend criticising Anthony Taylor for cautioning, saying it was a shocking piece of refereeing for cautioning Dan James for simulation. Now, if you look at referees, it's like a, the, the Premier League, it's like a squad of football team or a, a, a batting list. Yeah. Yeah. And Lee Mason fits into that lower order. And then is, is it his fault? Is it the, the training and education? How many big games has Lee Mason refereed? Is it, you, you, ever, you never see him doing the Manchester derby or the Merseyside derby. Is it really his fault? The Wolves manager has the right to have that conversation with the referee privately. He has the right to report on that referee to the framework of the game, saying this is unacceptable, this referee's performance. He didn't need to do what he did. No one asked him the question. He volunteered that information. And that information going beyond the... I thought he went beyond the pale mark. The referee doesn't have quality to, to whistle a game on a Bremen League. If a referee turned around and said to the manager during the game, I'm sick and tired of your players diving, and went on camera and said, all your players are diving, I'm holding the manager responsible for that, there would be uproar for it. And I thought yeah. that Santos was a little bit wider the mark. I'm all for calling people out. I want the referees to be accountable. And I look at this and say, yeah, it's right to call people out, but you can't have a manager doing what he did and making it about the overall perspective. Lee Mason does not, as far as I'm aware, have a history of not being able to talk to players when you when you speak privately to players or coaches or managers 
I've not heard any of them single out Lee Mason as the one who's no good at, at that side of things. So this, for me, is a very personal thing between Nuno and Lee Mason. Nuno Espirito Santo has been asked to explain comments he made about Lee Mason yesterday. The FA wants his observations after the Wolves manager said he doesn't want Mason in charge of their matches again. I'm not for Nuno coming out and blasting referees like he did. There was like that, that conversation should have took place in his dressing room. That should have been the, between the two of them and that's it and they go home. There is a way that Nuno can talk to Lee Mason about this. There's a way that Nuno can go to the refereeing authorities or the Premier League about this as well. He doesn't have to go public, but he has. And what that's done now is given the Wolves players and Wolves fans any excuse they want to have a blast at Lee Mason. It's just a personal thing now. I think he understands the game and he's, he's one of those that talks to the players. I think he's a very good referee. Yeah, and I wish we had him in the championship. You know, nowadays, there's always something controversial to think about, whether you've won or lost, don't you? And when you win a game, you let it go, really. Uh, but when you lose a game, it just magnifies. As you go, walking down to the tunnel to talk to him, uh, I'm not going to do this, I'm not going to do it, then it all comes out. I don't, you know, it's one of those spontaneous things, I think, and uh, we're all the same. Now, Arsenal got absolutely tonked at home as they took on Man City last night in the Carabao Cup quarter-final. You'll hear the fallout on my show, the NGLC Sports by Monday, Thursday from 10pm. But before the match, there was still plenty of discussion about Mikel Arteta and Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang from the former Villa captain Andy Townsend, as well as Katie Price's ex-husband, Simon Jordan. When you look at the perspective how we are losing football matches and how we are where we are, it's pretty incredible. These statistics are being trotted out regularly as probability of scoring a goal, probability of winning a game. They're used on one hand to advance a set of parameters that people should view the game through before the game. So he's just throwing it back and saying, OK, well, the statistics don't actually bear out the end results. Burnley were given no chance of winning this game. And during the performance of the game, they were given no chance of winning it, yet they've won it. Last weekend is 67% chance of winning any Premier League in history and 9% of losing and you lose. So my players are doing the right thing they're just not getting the right outcome. He's overriding messages we're doing the right thing we're just not getting the right outcomes so we're going to keep on doing the right thing we're going to weather this particular storm and we'll keep on doing it until we get the right outcome. It looks like it's gone in off the head of Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang and would therefore go down as an own goal. And if it's going to help you, give the armband to somebody else. If it's, going to, if it's going to get you back to the man that you were, you know, then do it. Because the best way you can lead Aubameyang is not by trying to clench his fist and going up to players and, and, and sticking it in their face. It's like, knock the ball in the back of the net. Do what he does naturally. That's, yeah. that's the best way you can lead. There's a bit of tension in the legs of the Arsenal players as I looked across to their side of the pitch and it maybe takes the feeling when you look out there of a David and Goliath clasp. And here's Foden finding Zinchenko gets to the byline and wraps his left foot around and Gabriel Jesus takes it in. Didn't take long, did it? We started to play better and better and have more control of the game. We scored a really good goal and we were the better team for the next 25 minutes. Saying that, when we had the, the best momentum in the game, we conceded another soft goal. Runison surely can't see anything. No. Not a chance. There's an Arsenal player down behind the wall. Fernandinho leaves it. Mares and it's through the goalkeeper and in. Horrible moment for Runison. I'm getting bored of a discussion about relegation because they are relegated. They're, they're relegated. Don't it's be done. silly, Simon. No, no, please, just let me say it. Well, you're being silly. Relegated. Go on, I'll let you say they it. You're are, silly. No, I'm not being silly. They're down. And as for Arteta, I've never said this about anybody. I'm sick of the sight of him. 
I'm sick of his nonsense talking, and he is solely responsible for our performance now. Really hard time. Um, hopefully it's going to change the next game against Chelsea because we need that, because if not, the situation is uh, unsustainable. I can speak on him about my experience. Alongside in winning the most incredible success in one English team for all history that we had, and his incredible part of this success, we would not have been possible without him. I think if Arsenal were to go closer to the bottom three if they were to slip into the bottom three in a few games time I think they're in big trouble and my son I mean my son's four years old I bought him his first Arsenal kit last year and he said to me the other day he said can I have an, another Arsenal kit I said mate no and I, I say what I'm genuinely embarrassed to support Arsenal now and my well, boy, you can't do that you denied your son an Arsenal shirt boys let, let me tell you I bought him an Arsenal shirt at the beginning of last season and my daughter's seven she's got one as well so both my kids have got Arsenal okay. strips and my daughter come in she got the back end of the conversation she went well what, what shirts are we going to wear then and I said you're not having an Arsenal kit until they start improving now so my daughter started reeling off teams that she could support and she started with Spurs and oh, West Ham and they was automatic no's and I ended up with Chelsea because I thought you know what I can get up there on the Victoria line I go and watch a Chelsea game and they're not our arch arch rivals but I mean how embarrassing is that that I, I never thought as a 40 year old man I'd have my kids wearing Chelsea kits but that's where we've got to now with Arsenal and in other Carabao Cup court final Brentford would you believe beat Newcastle or Newcastle as some people call it Anyway, they beat them to reach the last four. Massive semi they've got. You'll hear from Steve Bruce, but first here's the Bees manager, Thomas Frank. This is a, a big moment for the club that we <laughs> managed to, to go to the semi-final of the Carabao Cup. It's, you know, when we are a club of, of the size of Brentford and we are constantly try to build and develop and achieve bigger things, this is a, a big step. And especially the way we have done it in terms of beating now four Premier League sides. Scoops the ball to the edge of the area. Josh De Silva makes it first time on the edge of the area and volleys the ball past Carl Darlow and volleys Brentford into the lead. I can't be more disappointed than I feel right now at this particular minute. Found the the bait of it all of course being the person who picks the team and sets the team up then I've got to accept it and unfortunately in the last week in particular we haven't played well enough you know we've got a few problems however I still expect us to perform better than that Steve Bruce played a full strength team tonight I mean we didn't have a kick of the ball we didn't have a shot on target he needs to go tonight tomorrow that was a draw and you went in their extra time it looked like they probably wouldn't score you know the finishing wasn't great Carroll obviously had a couple of chances Wilson in normal time you're never going to please players certainly when they're, no. they're not playing they certainly didn't look totally as if they were on board certainly at times now Millwall and Ipswich Town have joined Sunderland and Peter Brown cancelling fixtures over the coming week but the EFL is not planning to bring in mandatory COVID-19 testing Portsmouth CEO Mark Catlin told White and Jordan that at the current rate he couldn't confirm their game on Boxing Day will definitely go ahead. We haven't had the test back. I haven't spoken to Swindon. Everyone that's tested positive. Actually, our whole squad has gone into isolation at the moment just as a precaution. So clubs individually are doing what they can. Would mandatory testing solve the issue? I don't think it will solve the issue. I think, as you said, and I wouldn't be surprised in the next few weeks if you see it start filtering into Premier League clubs as well. We shouldn't be treated different to any other industry, whether it be supermarkets, construction, retail, whatever that might be. If there's an acceptance that elite sport is carrying on, we're governed by a government guide guidelines and the various protocols which we all put in place the pfa um, obviously the players union as you know they funded heavily inspections aligned with the sgsa of the training grounds of, of the various stadiums they're, they're quite happy on the whole why would football be any different 
Now, following the one-year anniversary of Carlo Ancelotti's appointment as Everton boss, White and Jordan were joined by the Everton assistant manager and Carlo's son, David Ancelotti. He spoke glowingly about England's centre-forward, Dominic Calvert-Lewin, and also told them that the Toffees may take a look at their Merseyside rivals to provide inspiration for their project. When Klopp came in, uh, was completely different. If you watch the first game that he was in charge, the team of Liverpool was not the team that he is today. I think that with the planification and to be patient and try to build year by year, you can reach objectives if you are ambitious. And I think that Everton can follow the way that Liverpool had in the last years. Calvin-Lewin for a hat-trick. There it is. That's his second match ball at Goodison Park this season. The special ability that he has and is the ability that all the, the, the big talents have is that he knows his body really well. He knows his feelings really well and is not so common. For example, Ronaldo was a player like this. He's able to understand the, his body. Now, this is former English striker Darren Bent on breakfast. Recalling the time, Juan de Ramos was sacked at Spurs and now Harry Redknapp was brought in straight away to replace him. But first, old Benty spoke about the Spaniard's shocking diet that the Spurs players had to stick with. Now, if memory serves me correct, it was a fillet of fish in the morning, it was a, a Big Mac at lunchtime, and in the evening they just had some carrots. I think I've got that right. One day came in, Yeah. there was one meat option, Yeah. one fish, Yeah and maybe like rice or veg and that was it there was no salt no pepper no flavour I, I, so I thought you were going to say but in the plus side there was six options of yeah. crumble <laughs> no crumble no crumble and that was it and that was like the lads are like I'm not having this well, I'm just, downing tools well, you because know I, mean? there is, I can't have a cherry bake well no, no, for pudding no, but do you know what though I'm we, on 80 grand a week no, but no, if no, I can't have <laughs> rhubarb and custard no, this is over that's no, no, right when you've trained in the morning yeah. and then obviously you've, you've had your lunch at the training ground which has not been great and when you get on a coach travelling to wherever you get to and you get to the hotel and you think, I'm a bit hungry I can't wait for dinner yeah. and it will come down there's dry rice dry pasta by the way there's a pasta option with no sauce so you try and eat pasta oh, with no sauce go. he's got, got to, to go. go from where I'm sitting pasta no sauce <laughs> <laughs> no salt and pepper what? <laughs> just not nothing eat, on the not pasta. even a tomato did, 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 they tomato cook, sauce. did they cook the pasta <laughs> the pasta was cooked okay right but you so try and eat dry pasta dry chicken <laughs> yeah. and dry vegetable <laughs> and no crumble so you sent Ledley King to go and <laughs> Ledley, Le- Ledley was like listen Gaffer oh. this is like we're struggling here we, well, we have to go to his, his number two because his English wasn't the best right Gaffer we have to stop with his food you know when you know when like someone at school smells a bit and you're like how do you like plant some deodorant near them is it Ledley <laughs> King just like sitting next to Juan de Morris going this Don Mio is really yummy <laughs> have you ever tried this just anything honestly it was That's tough amazing yeah the, the food was really tough to eat he was struggling a little bit we were near the bottom of the table in a hotel in Canary Wolf and we get a phone call to our rooms basically saying oh, can everyone come down so you're kind of half thinking well, what's going on here like, I think you, you kind of guess that what's happening I think maybe we're going to change the manager here, but you don't know so we get down there and Daniel Levy's there and he basically just says oh, look, listen we're going to go in a different direction we'd like to thank one day Ramos for what he's done for Spurs won the, the league cup and stuff but we're going in a new direction now it's at this point this moment I can't remember if Harry walks in or, it's like a reality <laughs> yeah, show yeah. or Harry's just sitting there <laughs> yeah, if it was smallish club where you could go and you know do something I, I would be interested but it's like well Harry Rednap's going to be our new manager um, and he just stands up alright guys how you doing yeah I'm the new manager and that was it it was, it was kind of it was kind of strange because it happened so quickly It was because we, we'd seen one day that morning so whatever had gone on must have gone on during the day took training I'm pretty sure took training saw him in the evening sure gone. 
Now, the Spurs boss Jose Mourinho has been speaking to the media ahead of their Carabao Cup quarterfinal with Stoke on TalkSport 2 tonight. It's a half-past five kickoff, and the game itself wasn't the special one's main concern, though. It's the away dressing room, particularly after these comments a few weeks ago from the borough boss, Neil Warnock. The facilities that we've got changing was an absolute disgrace today. I want to put animals in it. You know, the, the toilets were blocked up. They've got fumes coming in from a bloody engine outside the dressing room. Water everywhere on the floor. It's a disgrace for the championship. Absolute disgrace. I have a video of it. A video made from a colleagues that work in another team that uh, recently played against them. And um, I was not going to raise the question. You raise that question. I hope we do the same when we play them up at our place, rather than give them the comfortable... We weren't even uh, social distancing where we were, in, in these cabins, what they put in. We might as well have been in the dressing room. You know, we're too nice, us up there. But I think shouldn't be a question for me. should be a question for uh, the authorities, all the authorities, football authority, safety authorities, but not for me. It's not go- I'm not going to be the bad guy that is going to to make uh, comments about uh, Stoke away dressing room. And we finish on breakfast with, uh, who is it, Max? No, it doesn't matter. And Ali McCoy's discussing mullets. Mine was like a championship mullet. Right, you know okay. I mean? Ensley League yeah. D- Division 2. No, mullet. no, not yeah. that low. It was better than that, to be fair. Okay. Don't, you don't need to put me down there. It was, it was a championship mullet. But Waddles was just a, a different league, wasn't it? Yeah. And I, I think he's got a point. Think about that mullet. The return of Chrissy Waddles' mullet. What a statement it would make. Would you, obviously, you, you know, you, you, you have less hair than, than in, oh, pre, where in are we previous going? times. <laughs> where, where, are, where are we going here? Yeah, no. <laughs> and, look, no, and, and listen, you know, you're doing it gracefully. You know, other people have had, you know, advertised very badly, uh, you know, hair, hair restoring uh, systems, Who? if you like. Who? I mean, Darren Goff, for one. Um, but... <laughs> Between now and January the 3rd, the TalkSport Network brings you all the festive football you'll ever need. You'll hear more than 20 live commentaries, including tonight's Carabao Cup quarterfinals, Stoke against Spurs, that's half five on TalkSport 2, and Everton against Manchester United, that's 8pm on TalkSport. We'll also bring you four exclusive Premier League matches on Boxing Day, including Leicester against Manchester United, and all ten Premier League fixtures taking place from next Monday until Wednesday. Download the TalkSport app and listen to the games you want to hear. That's it for a very professional read. Right, I can add it now. I'm back today on Drive. Yes, Drive from 4pm, would you believe, alongside Goffet. But a reminder that Cundy and Perry Groves will be on Andy Gold Sports Bar tonight from 10pm, taking your calls, of course, on those Carabao Cup quarterfinals. There will obviously be another one of these Andy Goldstein TalkSport Daily podcasts out first thing in the morning, so do what you've got to do to download it. Thanks for listening. Have a great day. And above all, be safe, everyone. Be safe. That was a podcast from TalkSport. 
The TalkSport Daily Podcast is proud to be in partnership with Enterprise Rent-A-Car. Whatever your mission, home or away, don't delay. Enterprise has the vehicle for the job. Rent from the best lineup in the UK. With over 450 branches, Enterprise has what your business needs. From compact three-door cars to spacious SUVs and people carriers to vans, they offer a large range of reliable vehicles perfect for the job. To find out more and book, visit enterprise.co.uk. <laughs> Too tired to clean your floors after playtime? Forgot to vacuum before your friends bring their little ones over? Let Eufy X10 Pro Omni help. Powerful 8,000 PA suction removes debris and MopMaster dual mop pads scrub away stubborn stains with ease. Save time and keep your floors cleaner. Want to know more? Go to eufy.com, that's E-U-F-Y.com, and discover X10 Pro Omni, the best-in-class all-in-one robot vacuum for only $799.